Hey good people, this is your N.I. Dom back with another reflection. And this is a personal journal for contemplative people looking to think, grow, and have impact in the world. So hey, I have traveled from one state to the next. And um, it was a, a road trip for about 12 hours. The trip is really 10 hours. But um, we drove through the night, and um, which is not something I do, but um, it doesn't matter why. But um, so we pulled over twice to rest. The deal was that because I had worked all day and because I get up at three in the morning, when I get off work, I'm ready to go to bed, not take a, a 10 hour road trip that I wasn't going to do a lot of driving. But that wasn't the case. <laughs> so I drove all but maybe two, two and a half hours of it. So anyway, I probably wouldn't have had it any other way. But So I'm in a different state, and um, it's a big deal because of the last time I was here. Um, I'm visiting my sister. And the last time I was here was in June. And I was here with my mom and her sister. And um, there was some drama. <laughs> there was a lot of drama. So go back and listen to those uh, reflections in June. Um, I would say the beginning of June. Yeah, I would say the beginning of June. Um, go check those out. I actually did one in, in the car where I was like sitting in this hot car and it was just intense. And so there was a lot of drama. And um, so coming back, um, coming back anytime with my mom and just being with family with the, with the inter intergenerational trauma is always going to be a thing. But I feel this one is a little different. This trip is a little different because I feel like I've done so much maturing since my dad passed away, I just feel there, um, I just feel like this year was a year of significant growth for me, significant growth as it relates to the trauma. And this will be the last visit of this year with them. Mm -mm. This will be like the last, this is, I feel like this is the opportunity to do what's called a, a capstone assessment. So when sometimes when you're in school, you'll have a capstone assignment that will encapsulate all that you've learned. It's an opportunity to demonstrate all that you've learned. And, um, and that's what I feel like this trip. I'd like this trip to be that. I don't know if it will be, right? So here's what we'll say. When, when I give my students um, a midterm or a final... It's, it is a way of doing two things, demonstrating what they have learned and mastered and revealing what still what what needs to be refined, what learning needs to be refined, reinforced. So I'm going to give room for f further development. Like it might be revealed that I haven't learned as much as I think I have learned for 2021 and, and as it relates to intergenerational trauma and my own maturity. And if that's true, we're just going to embrace it and have something to focus on as we go into the 20, 
what the year is it? 2022 school. Um, the 2022, 2022 calendar year. I operate off of two calendars as an educator. There's the calendar year, the, um, the standard calendar year, and then the academic calendar, which goes from August to June. And then the standard calendar is January to December. So those are the two calendars that govern my thinking, give me a time, give me my sense of time. So, so we're about to end the, 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 the standard calendar year. And I always, always reflect on like the major takeaways, the major growth points, the major accomplishments. And then I've set goals for the New Year's. The exciting thing about uh, 2021 is that I did that reflection with you all at the start of the year. So I can go back and compare and contrast what I was thinking at the start of this year and what I'm thinking at the end. And then you get to witness it because you heard it. It's not like, it's not just like me telling you, oh, this is what I was thinking at the beginning of the year. You can go back and listen to it, <laughs> you know. And I, I don't know. I wonder if you can hear growth in my reflections. I don't know. I'm not sure if you would be able to, but I'm curious about that. So anyway, I'm not going to do that reflection today. I'm not here to do my annual reflection. I'm just saying being here with my family minus my aunt. So we're still with my mom and my sister and my nieces. Um, I want to see how this is a capstone. What is it going to show in terms of my development, what I, my maturity, and what areas of growth it will still it will reveal. Um, so anyway, so <laughs> I'm hitting the record button because I have some thoughts. You know, being on the road for t- twelve hours, being in a different setting, being away from the job. Um, I have some thoughts and I just want to unpack them, but I wanted to let you know I'm unpack. I'm, I'm, I'm doing two things. I'm going to unpack some of the thinking that I have at the start of this visit, right? Because of what could happen, what has happened in the past when we, when I visit the family, there's always some kind of drama. So I want to capture the calm. I did an episode, um, in June called the calm before the storm or something like that. It was very similar. Like this, we're in a good place. We know how things roll out. Let's capture the calm. (laughs) So that's kind of what I want to do right now is capture the calm. I want to talk about what, uh, my thinking that kind of happened over my, on my 12 hour road trip. And, um, and let you know I'm beginning to position myself for this end-of-the-year reflection. That's where I'm starting to prepare myself, okay? I do have a list of, of 10 things that um, are, I don't want to say salient. Um, that's a new word I've been playing with. Um, but 10 things that I feel capture my thinking from the last 12 hours. And, um, or I shouldn't say the last 12 hours, from the 12-hour road trip. Because I've had a, I've since I've made it to my destination, I've taken a nap. So, um, but my thinking nonetheless, and I have a list, 
I want to read that list to you, then I want to do my disclaimers. And then I'm going to move into my reflection, okay? So let's go to the list. It, it's, um, it's on my phone. Normally I have it on a piece of paper. But I don't have my notebook with me, so I have my phone. So let's see if I can maneuver it while recording. I think so. Here we go. Number one, the six-function theory as related as relating to regression and health. I really want to tell you about that. I'll say it again. The six-function theory as related to regression and health. Number two, the anatomy of whiteness and my position in it. Number three, um, born and in love. Being, I think it's being born and in love. And I, that's the way I want to define this visit with my family. I'd like, I'd like that to be my compass, the governing, governing theme being born and in love. Well, we'll see. But that is my intention. To be to show up as a grown-up and in love with myself. And that might sound a little selfish, narcissistic. So if it's meant for me to unpack that and quote-unquote justify that, I will. If not, you're just going to have to trust me that, that that feels important. That feels like the right thing to do. Um... Number four, without a model and a map, missed opportunity. That's a continuation of some thinking I've already shared with you all. Without a model and a map, missed opportunity. Okay, number five, a second half of life God. A second half of life God. That's interesting. I really want to unpack that too. Number six, social professional dilemma. The Social Professional Dilemma. Number seven, Essays and Lists. Essays and Lists. Number eight, T.E. and the Top. The Saga. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Let me say it again. Number eight, T.E. and the Top. The Saga. I won't do the music, okay? I won't do the music. <laughs> Oh, my battery is about to die. Oh, no. Um, let's see. Number nine. Never having kids or a man. My mother's depiction of me is what she said to me. So, I, you know, I want to unpack that, right? Never having kids or a man. <laughs> Ooh, we need to unpack that one. Mm, mm, mm. And then number ten. Needing to break and anticipate, needing this break and anticipating the gifts that I think it's going to give me, especially as we get prepared for the end of the year. So I've, I already feel it. I can already feel the reward or the benefits of being away from my day-to-day life and being in a different state. I already, and plus this is one of my favorite states, so I already feel it, and I'm just really looking forward to what I'm going to learn and what kind of aha moments or breakthroughs or growth points I'm going to have from this visit because I'm going to be here for, through the holidays, okay? So let me try to fix my phone 
because it's about to die. So I'm going to put you guys on pause and see if I can salvage this, okay? One second. So I had to start the car in order to access the, to charge my, charge the phone. So if you can hear the motor running, please try to, hopefully that doesn't distract you, okay? If you are new to this project and we're 12 minutes in and you're still here, let me just give you some, a few disclaimers. This is a podcast, uh, this is a personal journal for me. It's a public treatment of my private journaling practice. Um, and so this podcast is going to look different from your standard podcast because it is a journal and I'm processing my inner and my outer worlds. I use a lot of jargon from two personality theory systems, two typology systems. One is the Myers-Briggs and the other one is the Enneagram. So a lot of jargon. If you're not familiar with those systems, you are going to need to pause to learn about them because I don't pause to teach it. I just I just take it for granted that my listener understands, okay? Um, one second. I got a message on my device here. Okay. Um, this podcast is unedited. It's unscripted. And um, I, have, I hold about six identities that come through this project or give this project flavor. Let me just list them right quick. And then I think we're done. I identify as an INTJ8, an African-American woman from a lower socioeconomic background from intergenerational trauma. I'm a trained and practicing social scientist and educator spending half of that time or my career in leadership. I also identify as a critical race feminist, which means I have a sensitivity of power and locating it. And um, especially as it relates to the social social constructs given to us by the social world social construct social constructs such as race gender sexuality um beauty i never say that but that's that's important being this visit it always is important when i'm with my my mom and my sister but i don't talk about it but maybe I should do a reflection on beauty because it is a thing. It is a theme that is important to me identifying as a critical race feminist. Okay, you guys. If you want to know more about this project, you can you can go to my website at yournidom.wordpress.com, and there's a little bit of something there. Not a lot, but it's a little bit of something. Okay. So I don't have the list in front of me anymore. I mean, I can I can f- maneuver through my phone to access it. But that's just a lot of maneuvering. So I'm going to try to use my recall function called the brain. It doesn't work for me all the time, but we'll see. Um, I want to talk about the, I want to start off talking about the six function theory. And let's see if I get stuck here, but I want to start here. So you guys know if you have been following me, you know that I have been entertaining this idea of six functions um, in the Myers-Briggs system we only really focus on the four functions in which we prefer that's our preferred stack acknowledging that there are an additional four functions those other four that we don't prefer would be considered in our shadow stack I have been um, theorizing or believing that although I prefer four I have a healthy pathway to my fifth and sixth function I feel like I can access them easily. 
even if I don't prefer them, that I access them as a, as a tool, willfully, intentionally. And I, can, I can intentionally access function fifth and sixth as a utility, and I embrace what they offer. Now, since I have been poking around in the shadow functions, I do believe that I can access those. I'm starting, let me, let me fix that. I'm starting to believe that I also access the seventh and eighth function. But what I think happens there is that I'm not acting, I'm not accessing those in any kind of intentional way. It's a defense. I access function seven and eight in a defensive way and in a grossly um, limited way. What I've been thinking about, and I'm not ready to really unpack this because it's, I'm still ruminating on it. It's still, it's still growing branches in my head. But just as an as a start, what I've been poking at in my mind is that the seventh and eighth function, although it's a gross limitation of its activation, it's what's needed in a given situation. So if I'm in a situation and I'm activating that eighth function, that means there's something that I need that that function is going to give me in part. And it's okay that it's a limited function. It's, it's okay if it's a limited activation. It actually, the utility or the functionality of that function is in its limited nature. That I don't need that function in its fullness. There's something very specific I need from it, which is why it's being activated. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's all I got for you right now. <laughs> um, why did I bring that up? So, so I'm, that's something new. But other than that, I really believe that I can access all the, the top. I, there's a, I really believe in this. Um, I don't know if I want to say, uh, um, I don't know if I want to say I want to redefine what we call the preferred stack. So instead of saying the preferred stack has four functions, I, I really want to say the preferred stack has six functions. I'm not, I'm not ready to make that claim. But the reason why I'd like to tease it is because just because you prefer it does not mean you access it on a regular basis. So the preferred stack that we traditionally call the preferred stack, what if we said it's the preferred activated stack? And the other two that we prefer, we just don't activate them often. But we do. We, we value them. I think we value our fifth and sixth function. At least I do. I value extroverted intuition and introverted thinking. Because I don't activate them often, I don't have a, a proficiency in them. But I have enough of a utility to access them, and they to get they they give me value. It's not it's not defensive. Now I don't know what other people would say about that fifth and sixth function, but I don't believe that I I activate the fifth and sixth function in a defensive way. Isn't this interesting? Some of you who, if you listen to me and this is your area of expertise, you know I would love for you to just. 
send me an email and like challenge this notion because I, I don't feel like I'm I don't feel like I've arrived at a final theory yet but I do feel like I'm on to something um, and, I, and I feel like I'm, I'm just gearing just really going to a rabbit hole pray for me y'all <laughs> but um, I think that like so T.I. is six in my fat my stat I don't think I activate T.I. in a defensive way. And I said 7th and 8th. The 7th and 8th function. Did I say you activate it in a defensive way? I'm sorry. No, I know. I, I can't remember what I said. <laughs> um, I don't know if I, if I, if I said you activate the 7th and 8th function as a defense. It, I don't mean it as defensive as in the tertiary function. This is why people don't mess with the shadow functions because it, it gets complicated. I'm saying defensive as in survival. There's a threat happening. There's an mm, there it is. There's an existential threat. And so I'm wondering if the seventh and eighth function is activated when there is a sense of an existential threat. And I don't think that that's the defensive role of the tertiary function. A lot of times, people will say that will will say that the, the tertiary can be defensive. I think so. And I'm going to tell you right now, when I look at that INFJ, oh my God, when that TI comes out, mm, mm, mm. (laughs) but I can, I don't know because I'm in the office with an ENFJ, which means that, um, which means that that TI is fourth for her. Do I have that right, y'all? The ENFJ is N-E-F-I. Yep, that's right. Oh, no, the T-I is tertiary. You guys, I'm, I'm, I'm off right now. Give me a second. I'm, wait, I'm extremely off right now. You probably are screaming at the phone right now. You're probably screaming at your audio device because you know I have it wrong. Let me fix that. The ENFJ is, is not N-E-F-I. What the hell was I thinking? It is extroverted feeling, introverted intuition. What is wrong with me today? And so TI is fourth, which is introverted thinking. Hmm. Well, anyway, I don't know if I see her TI in a defensive way. I don't know. You guys, I, I don't know. I need to think about it because... There is something distinct on her. Like, I do struggle with ENFJs more than I... I don't really struggle with INFJs. I mean, some INFJs who know me might say, yeah, you do. (laughs) But I don't feel... I don't feel... I feel like my... my, The tension I experience with INFJs is more like a sisterly tension. You know, like your sister's like being annoying. (laughs) That's it. But that ENFJ, mm mm-mm. Mm 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 mm. 
<laughs> so this particular ENFJ, she and I do fairly well together. We do really good. But there is an undertone of tension. And I am, I got my eye on that. So because I don't yet, I don't fully know, I don't feel like I've connected, collected enough data on that tension. I can't name it. I, I can't give any kind of packaging of that. So anyway, I don't know if that T.I. in her fourth, in her that fourth position, I don't know how I'm experiencing. And the reason why T.I. is important to me when I think about, and, and maybe... Maybe I have it all wrong. Maybe the INFJ doesn't do TI in its defensive way, although I believe that they do. But maybe I'm sensitive to it because that TI is my is my critical function. It's my it's it's the function that is in, intimidating to me. I, I struggle with it because it's sick for me. But it's something that I use all the same. So I don't. Maybe it's not intimidating, but it's all. That's not that's not true. TI is not intimidating for me. It's just critical. It, I just have this critical relationship with it. Like, did you say that right? Do you have enough information? Is that correct? How are people perceiving you? <laughs> you know, especially because I'm a thinker, right? And it's so funny because the husband and wife team that I talk about, often they released, uh, I don't know when they released this episode, but it, it, it came up in my, it populated in my uh, thread on YouTube Something about being a lazy thinker. And I was like, ooh, let me, let me check that out because I want to make sure I'm not a lazy thinker, right? And I think that looks, I think that's located in TI. That kind of, I don't know. I have not listened to the episode. So I don't know if they connected their proposition of the late of a lazy thinker. I don't know if they connected it to a cognitive function. I did do some spot checking throughout the, um, video be- the content because I wanted to get the the uh, timber of it. Um, this this particular um, these co- this content creator there is an there is a um, an abstract timber to their work that um, that I connect to in a particular way and I so what I did was I just spot checked it throughout just to see if, what the um, the the tonality of the of the of that particular episode, and um, so anyway, as I was going through to check the tone of it, um, um, the, I heard them set, suggest a principle. So I don't know if they are connecting this idea of a. I'm, let me say it differently. I'm sus- suspecting that they connected this idea of the lazy thinker to a principle, but I can't tell you what that is because I haven't listened to it. And I wasn't planning on talking about that. But the reason why I bring that up is because the moment I saw Lazy Thinker, that TI six in my stack was like, ooh, are you a lazy thinker? You know, like I wanted to challenge myself. And it's just it's just the TI is just, you know, it's, I think the TI makes me better. I think that critical nature makes me better. Um, it just makes my thinking better. And I appreciate it. And um, it comes into play when I am, when I'm building a model, um, and it's interesting because you guys, I'm all over the place. Bear with me. <laughs> it's interesting when I hear people talk about the TI function. They talk about building building theories through it, and I was like, 
there was a time when I was looking at INTP, like, ooh, there's a lot of the INTP that I really connect with. I think I did some episodes on that around June of this year where I was, like, unpacking my relatedness to the INTP as an INTJ. And, um, but I can come up, I, I'm, I can build a theory in a heartbeat. And so I've been thinking, well, I built a theory because of my TE. And I think, well, honestly, my TE is driving it, but it's picking up that TI. Like, I can't do this without you, TI. We're going to come and swoop you out of that um, lower stack. And, and then we're going to use you. So anyway, I don't know if you guys are still listening to this. This feels like gibberish, okay? You want to talk about lazy thinking. Hello. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? So anyway, this this idea of um, the defensive, the tertiary defensiveness feels different than uh, the defensiveness that I'm talking about at at a uh, position seven and eight. Because that is more about survival and, like I said, some type of existential threat. So, you guys, I told you this is an theory that I was ready to, I'm not done with. I'm just at the beginning part. So, I don't, I don't even know why I'm talking about the seventh and eighth function. But let me just get back to the top six and then I'm going to be done with it. Um, while I was driving, what came to me was that, so I've been very, um, I've been very committed to exploring my TE, my auxiliary function, in what I call a recovery state. I feel like my TE took some major hits. Um, often, oftentimes, when I talk about the hit of my TE, I'm, I talk about that relationship that I was in. But that's not all of it. That is not a fair treatment of the TE hit. I sometimes talk about it because I wasn't connected to my work that's a fair, that's better. That's also part of the hit, which is part of this theory that I want to talk about, this six-function theory. I think my dissertation really required me to use my TI in a critical way. I mean, critical, right? In a, in a significant way because I was, oh my gosh... I had to go deep into nuances. Like I was pulling together, I was unpacking. I was, I was analyzed. I was pulling in data. I was analyzing data. I was unpacking that data, locating nuances in the data, looking for patterns in the nuances, and I was, I was using the TI to do that. And I think. My TE never was gone in that because I not only was I going deep into the patterns of the data that was pulling in, I then had to connect those patterns to theories that have been theories and standards that have been given into the from the outside world. So I never I never completely lived in the TI. So there was just that was a, that was an example of a marriage between the TE and a TI. That's actually a perfect marriage, but my thinking space was not dominated by the TE function. It was shared by TE and TI. 
you guys oh my goodness i wait till wait till i get wait till i get a chance not to get certified in this but when i get to be in the presence of other people who are really committed to studying this theory there's just so much here and i really want to just rub elbows with someone else who's got their sleeves rolled up and think you know digging into this theory and and thinking critically and i want to be challenged by it and i want to defend my thinking right so it's not like i just want to be challenged i want to flex it i want to defend my thinking i want to develop muscles around it i'm super excited i I just feel like it's getting i'm getting close i don't know when but i just feel like it's coming it's coming soon and um so anyway, if, if you guys, if you're listening to me and you and you are an expert or a moderate expert or pseudo expert as I am, right, feel free to send me an email. I'd love to just hear your thinking on that. You're nidom.wordpress.com. Okay. Um, but anyway, so all of that, I'm going to come out of this theory. Let me just say this because I want to say a couple other things before I bring closure. I'm driving on the road and I'm just thinking about how my TE is just just had this beautiful recovery back to being I say dominant but not driver dominant auxiliary dominant dom, dom, dominant and I talked about that in a previous episode that I actually consider those top two functions dominant functions one is just one is a driver dominant and the other one is an auxiliary dominant but they're just because they're at the top of the stack okay so there's just been this beautiful recovery of the TE. And every time I think that I've arrived back, I'm like, oh, there's another level. So I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm in. I, I don't know if I'm still in a recovery space with the TE, which is my auxiliary, or if my TE is reaching new heights. I think I'm still recovering because I've, I've always felt I had a strong extra, uh, extroverted thinking function. I've said that, where I've thought maybe I could have been an ENTJ. I'm not, but because I've been fortunate to be in a, my field of work for so long, I don't have to pause and observe and analyze as much as I do in other parts of my life. When I'm in my field of work, that tea is ready. She stays ready. I have big. T-E energy. I've been thinking about this song that's incredibly inappropriate and T-E is replaced with another word. But this is so perfect because I do have big T-E energy when I'm at work. Okay? And then in other places, my T is like, we just gonna sit back and let D&I tell us what's going on (laughs) to give give direction. And uh, uh, anyway, anyway, so as I was driving, I realized that um, because my TE is being consumed by this, um, it is really just, you guys, it is kind of a beautiful thing to watch. It's beautiful and it's comical when I'm at work. It's out of my control. It is out of my control. I had dinner with um, a friend of mine on Thursday, and she has to say something nice to the people we interact with. 
and I've been bringing this to her attention. So now it's a running joke. And so it's funny because she was like, nah, I don't do that. And then she was trying to not do it. And so this past Thursday, she was like, I can't help it. I have to do it. <laughs> so it's, it's just, she just has to do it. She's an ISFJ, by the way. And, um, and that's how I feel about me and at, at work. There are things that I'm doing and I don't want to do it because like it's going to take some energy from me. I don't want to use my energy for that. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't want to use my energy for that. I know I sound like a type five, but that's the truth because I want to do something else with that energy. But the, my tea is like, you don't have to, you don't have a choice. This is what we're doing. And it's out of my control. And I, I noticed that level of um, control, like that, that um, I'm submissive to it. I am absolutely submissive to the TE when I'm at work. Absolutely. And I noticed it last year. I started noticing it two years ago, but more as like, oh, I'm enjoying this TE being activated like that. Oh, oh look at the TE acting like it's in control <laughs> and then um yes I do have those conversations with myself I wish that was a joke but that is real I really did do that and um um and then last year I saw myself being being pulled by the TE in some conflict and not necessarily conflict that I was having but like political work political work that was delving into conflict like so I was doing union work and I was like, I'm going to be on this union, on this committee, and I'm just going to weigh in every once in a while. I'm not going to take control. Oh, my God. Why did I even think I could do that? I just couldn't help it. I just couldn't help myself. <laughs> I just could not not do it. And this year, in this new job, that's the same. It is, it is going to the next level. Now, this is, in, this is not just about politics and battles where I'm running into the, uh, some kind of battle. This is, it's, it's like I'm trying, it's like I'm trying to take over. It is like a, try, it is like taking over. It's like I'm trying to take over, I'm trying, and I'm trying to fix the organization in the way that I can. And, and I'm not trying to take over the whole organization, that, so I'm not that delusional. But the parts that that I can see and I'm involved in, oh, I can't, I, I just can't help it. And then this week I had, I, you know, I told you I had a couple of meetings. And then there's a my supervisor that I don't want to dominate her. I'm very nervous about that. I'm just very nervous about it. And my sense of survival, my need for self-preservation is like, do not dominate that woman. Do not take over. You need to her to feel good with you so you can keep your job. And I, it's just, it is a battle. It is, and it's something I, I'm not controlling. I'm not. So anyway, that's something I want to think about. I want to think about while I'm on vacation because it's like, I can't say that I'm not going to to. To take charge so I'm going to have to figure out how to create some kind of structure with her so that my taking charge benefits her 
and doesn't threaten her. That's that's probably what I'm gonna have to do because because I keep saying I'm not gonna take take over and I, it's just it just keeps happening. <laughs> so anyway, so I said all of that. I said all of that to say that while I'm seeing my te and it's in like just in I'm just in my lane, y'all. I'm driving, you know, on this. 12-hour trip, and I'm realizing that a few years ago, before I started doing this TE recovery, I was doing a lot of projects. I was activating a lot of creative projects. Exciting projects. Meaningful projects. And, because I'm so smart, air quotes, I'm, I then took those different projects and then aligned them to this grand, my grand vocational purpose in the world. And that was how I justified these other projects. And I'm like, well, they, they, they're coming to me that I'm going to do it. Because and I don't know how I'm going to do it because I'm only one person, but they're, they're coming to me for a reason. And so this is ultimately my my ultimate work and all of these small projects connect to that. Well, realistically, I can't do it. I can't do all those projects. So then I was like, I need a team. So maybe those projects aren't about me per se doing them as individuals, but me having a team of people to do it. And that's where I'm still at. Like, I, I'm not ready to give up on those projects. They're really, really good. They would add so much value to the world if I can get them done. But the reality is they're not projects born out of the top of my stack. What hit me when I was driving that these projects were born from the activation of function 5 and function 6. Now... Before I hit the record button, I'm going to start bringing closure. I don't know why I even dare read off a list of 10 things. Why? Why? But anyway, before I hit the record button, I was struggling between were those projects born exclusively in Function 5 and Function 6? Because if they were born in Function 5 and Function 6, what was going on with Function 1 and Function 2? I was like, they don't, you know, and, the, and what I was doing was I was thinking about, I was, I was in my mind thinking about function five and function six as type five is for me in the Enneagram. So I'm a type eight. When type eight becomes stressed, it was called disintegrates into type five. It hides. It hides in a different um, orientation, if you will. It hides in its head. Type five is a head function. Um, but I haven't really studied how five is different from the other two head numbers, six and seven, but I know it's different. Like I know, I know seven is about playing. I mean, seven is about being free from stress. Um, I think six is a, I don't know if this is true, but it's six about feeling Superior, I know that's four. 
Six is defensive, like always like, what's going on? I think that's a six, not superior, but being defensive. And five is just like, let's just go deep into our head. <laughs> let's just think. I don't know. I need this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look more into the difference between the five, six, and seven. Anywho, the point is the eight, the eight di- disintegrates down to a five. And sometimes that's helpful. Sometimes the five has to, the eight has to do that to get itself together, right? To be balanced, to be grounded rather. Just like it has to go up towards, it has to integrate towards the two. But I was thinking... I was thinking on while I was driving, like, is function five and function six? When I go to function five and function six, is that disintegration? And it, I did, I, that's kind of where I was at right when I hit when I was going to hit the record button. And I was like, I don't think so. I don't think function five and function six. When I go there, it's about hiding at all. I think it's it's. I think, and I'm just spitballing it here. I think it's about functionality. I think it's about um, strategy. The TE is saying the NI the NI is showing us something. The TE wants to take action. The T is like I, I'm stuck. I need to I need to call in backup. Uh, we need more. We need more than just functions three and four we need to pull in five and six we need backup and so if my te was hit and i was trying to live in the world and 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 the te was activating functions five and six for to make it it would make then those functions by their nature was just generating projects as it relates to all of the uh, all of the six functions so i don't know if uh, um an neti uh type uh personality type is known for like project creativity i only know one entp that i know of and i don't even know this person but i've talked to her on the phone it's actually the the wife or the husband and wife team. I talked to her a couple of times, and of course, I listened to her content. But I, that's not enough. That is not enough for me to really understand an ENTP. But I do know an ENFP who says, she says, I can come up with pro- projects. I can come up with ideas, like oh, I'm going to the bathroom. It's never ending. And I was like, so can I. But. When my TE is where it needs to be, I don't have time to in, to think about, I don't, there is no room to be creatively thinking about new projects. All of my creativity is focused on a particular task, a particular objective. So it, I still have a creative energy, but it's, it's streamlined, it is focused. But when I am in a place where I'm activating function five and six for whatever reason, for whatever reason, the T is like, yo, we need backup. That's when my creativity starts pulling out all these random projects. So if you're listening to me and you're a type police, you know, some of you 
some people in the typology community just like to say, you think you're this, but really you're that. And I find those people annoying. But nonetheless, if that is you, <laughs> thank you for being here. But um, you might say, well, that maybe you're just an INTP. And I, and I think about it. There's no way I can be an INTP with my relationship with the T-I-N-F-E. Is that right? Am I saying that right? INTP would be T-I-N-E. S-I-F-E. Nope, nope, nope. It's just, there's, I, there's no way I can make sense of that. And there's no way I can make sense of being disconnected from my T-E-F-I. There's no way. And those are, you know. So then I say, well, then an INFP. Okay. But I... I don't, I don't believe my SI, I feel like I have a stronger relationship with SC, which is in my inferior function than I do SI, which would be my inferior function if I was an INFP. Am I, am I saying that right? If I were an INFP, I would be N-E-F, nope, 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 nope. I would be F-I-N-E, right? If I was an INFP, I would be F-I-N-E-S-I-T-E. There's no way I can, I cannot see my T-E being fourth. I just can't. So anyway, we're just going to T-E-I-N-T-J, you know. But I'm always, I'm always examining that. Always, you know. Even, just always, just always examining it. And the only way I can explain my ability to tap into the T-I and the N-E is through the six-function um, framework. And I know that there are other experts out there that will look at a six-function theory so I'm not trying to create a new theory right now. What I am saying is for me, a theory for me to say, when I'm in a space where I'm creatively coming up with these projects, and then I'm frustrated because I can't fulfill them, because that's not what I do as an INTJ. I don't come up with a project that I can't execute and finish. I don't do that. That's not me. I finish all my projects, and I finish them well. But I, had, in the last... Not until, not, so three years ago, I started coming, going through this, what I'm calling the TE recovery. So prior to that, I was in this major creative bubble project. I couldn't, and I don't know. I don't know where I want to land with that, though, because even, is that unhealthy? That's why, number one, I said, what did I say? A six theory, a six function theory, regression and healthiness. I don't know if it's unhealthy. I just think where I'm gonna how I'm gonna close it here is this: it's just helping me to become grounded and realistic. And that's what hit me when I was driving. You're not going to cover. You're not going to be able to realize all of those projects that you you have envisioned unless you unless unless I start masterminding an infrastructure to do that and that's not off the table however it's not going to be happening while I'm at this job because right now this job is dumb it is it is 
my tea is like a slave to it. I hate to say, I don't even want to use that term, a slave to it. Especially as it relates to labor. You hear me as a black woman in labor. I do not want to say my TE is a slave to that job as a black woman talking about labor. But I have to say it's something like that. <laughs> and so when I take these trips and I, I step away from the job and I, I'm on the road. and like I'm like, okay, now you've got your priorities together. You're not tethered to that job. Your TE has been released. It's like I've just been in the Underground Railroad and we've just made it out. That's, I, I'm not, and if you're an African American and you're listening to me, I hope this is not offensive. And if it is, let me know. So, you know, because I want to hear it. But that's how it feels. I've taken this road trip. I'm no longer in the state. I'm no longer with that job. And now I can think about what is the best way I want to use my TE? Like, what is the end? Like, and it's not even just about the TE. It's really about the NI. And I'm closing here. It is about the NI. And if you're still listening to me and you do not know these cognitive functions, I have no idea how you've been able to follow along. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> you're probably saying, I know the cognitive functions and I'm still not following you. <laughs> Oh, I'm in, I have I have good energy on me, you guys. Can you hear it? I feel pretty good. It's good energy, good good energy to take a break from that, from your day to day. It feels so good to do that. My gosh. Um, but I can't live here. You know, I couldn't. I there's a there's something about. Anyway, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. But let me say this. Um, Ultimately, it's about my NI. What is my NIC? And I always say, in the, the priming, what, how we prime that dominant function. So for me, that extroverted sensing, my NI is going to see it, the environment I put it in. That's why the TE is a slave to it, because the NI is like, wait a minute, it's showing what that organization is and what it could be. And the TE has has to. So maybe it's not maybe the TE is not a slave to the job. Maybe the T is just a slave to the uh, my dominant function. And now I'm on the road and I'm giving my NI has new S E data, right? She can see other things. And then I can ask the question, what do we do? What are we going to do? The T is going to, you know, how do we, what are we going to focus on? And I do feel like that's a T, <laughs> maybe, that's, maybe that's the T asking the question like, yo, can you pick a lane? This, you know, because I can't help but to be the thing that you are seeing. And I want to, I want to delve into it and 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 refine it and master it. And I dare say perfect it, right? I dare say that. And then the NI says, "Well, don't blame me. It's SE." Isn't it interesting how all those functions connect? And then the SE is like. Don't blame me. <laughs> I'm only pulling. I'm only experiencing what this 
this this driver is doing this you know this person and that's and this is when you can see the end of that personality theory as as the self right often that times I can see the self in Meyer I can see myself in Myers Briggs but there's a limit to that there's another part of me that's controlling where we are in the world Hmm. Hmm. What is that part that's controlling of that? Is it is it SC? Is it TE? I don't know. I think that's the Enneagram. The Enneagram was like, I'm a social eight. I'm gonna go spend time with my family. And that's what we did, you know. And that's how we're here. That's how we took the road trip. I don't think that road trip was driven by TE or SE. It was driven by my emotional need to spend time with my family over the holiday. And that's what created the SE experience, which then then is where the NI is going to do its thing. And then it's going to put the TE to work. Isn't that interesting how they all connect? What do you guys think about that? Anyway... Anyway, you guys, I'm at the end of the year. I think about, I have some, I, I technically need to do an episode a day. So be prepared. And I'm going to go dark for January. I'm not going to record. So just be prepared. Don't, if you can't keep up, just listen to these episodes when you can, okay? Because I'm getting ready to kick out one a day, if not more, so that I can meet my, my uh, deadline, my, my quota, rather. If this reflection has had any value for you, please give it a heart. If this conversation about this six-function theory as it relates to creativity, the creative, this, the creative dilemma, I don't even know if that's really the dilemma. I don't know if the dilemma is create, creativity or is the dilemma... The activation of the fifth and sixth function, in which, and that is where the creativity uh, is agitated, is instigated, it manifests. But if this conversation about six functions, even those seventh and eighth functions, just the, 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 the stacking of the eight functions, right? And their interrelatedness, how they're how they're influenced by one another. If you've had a conversation where this is a theme that has was at the heart of that conversation, will you please take this link and share it with those participants? If my moving about in this reflection has caused some randomness in you, please take uh, please find a way to share that with me at yournidom.wordpress.com. Let me give you your homework assignment. I'm going to make this short and simple or sweet and simple or whatever. What is your fifth and sixth function? What are your what are your fifth and sixth functions? What are they? And when do you see them activated? When do you see them activated? Why do you see them activated? And what happens when that activation or when their activation is prolonged? When you're when they're activated in a not in a defensive way. For an extended period of time, are there any 
casualties, consequences to that. What are your fifth and sixth functions? How are, when are they ac- activated in an extended period and why? You guys, it's been a pleasure hanging out with you. Until I come back, which will be real soon, be well. Bye.